Hey, good evening, friends. What's going down? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It's 7.30. Getting out of the office early on this hump day. I hope you guys are having a great day and are fighting the good fight, kicking ass and taking names. Okay? Try to be the solution to all the badness that this world has to offer. Fucking... Go berserk on all bad things. Be positive. Be a friend. Be kind when you feel like being callous, you know? Turn yourself, turn your attention away from nonsensical things. The news is nonsensical, okay? It's biased, it's angry. It is callous. It is ignorant. It is divisive. Right? Pointless television. Now there's there's a place for <clears throat> there's a place for just gratuitous viewing, whatever you're doing. You're flipping through Facebook, you're fucking scrolling around. You're Netflixing. You know, if something makes you happy, if you enjoy watching your detective shows or your fantasy stuff or your um, fucking humor, whatever the fuck makes you happy, go ahead and do it as long as it's not hurting anybody. You know? I like to watch podcasts and listen to them. I like to listen to philosophical discussions. I like to try to learn new things. Um, To me, that's a good use of of my time. It makes me happy. It makes me ponder. You know? And it's not hurting anybody. So, I think it makes me better. I think I'm a better person. A smarter, a more um, educated, tolerant, uh, well-rounded human being because I listen to other people's viewpoints, people talking, discussing current events, people discussing non-fiction stuff, people wondering, people inspiring, people trying to, um, trying to help. And, you know, sometimes you got to listen to, you entertain yourself other ways. Listen to a book on tape, listen to some fantasy novel. Uh, listen, uh, read a, you know, something trashy, watch porn, whatever the fuck makes you happy and feel good after you've devoted a large chunk of your life to your day, your work, your family. Sometimes you just need something mindless, something for you. It brings you joy and it doesn't hurt anybody. That's awesome. A couple stories from today that I had to commit to memory because they were too stinking good. Had a character come in today. It was late for the appointment. I, I said, you know what, I'll remind the, remind the guy. I sent him a text message. Hey, man, just let you know. Got you in at 9.30. It's like, oh, I, I, I'm coming. I'll be five minutes. I'm taking a shit. And he lives right around the corner. So I figured, all right, thanks, bud. Tell me that comes in, says, yeah, took a shit 
it was like 12 inches. I like to take those big long shits and he's explaining why it is, what his constitution is that way. You know, telling me stories. It's like, yeah, I was really fucking hurt the other day. Um, uh, so I had to go get a massage and I wound up in this massage parlor and he's giving me all the details about this massage parlor and how the girl, uh, you know, they're not supposed to, of course, but some of these places are massage parlors, like they rub your dick and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I've never seen a woman with nipples this long before. They're like three inches, three inches long. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you're fucking telling me this, bro. And that makes me want to puke. A uh, three-inch-long nipple. I just imagine it going... Wah, 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 wah. And she really worked there. She got my elbow into my neck, and it really felt so great. And then I, I said, yeah, I know you guys can work on everything, but, you know... And he pointed to his Peter, and he's like, yeah. You can't work on that. I know I know you guys don't do that. And then somehow he convinced me to do it, and I'm not even sure I believe him that he got a, you know... A, of a happy ending, but I don't really care because it was a good story and it didn't hurt anybody. I love listening to people tell stories like this. I don't care if half of them are made up. First time I met this guy, he told me that he was known for this, that, and the other thing. He took a shit one time uh, back in the day on a, uh, 17 inches. They measured it. It was on a rock. He laughs and carries on it. You know, I listen and I laugh and whatever. It's better than the mundane to listen to stories like this, isn't it? Isn't it interesting? Isn't it funny? It doesn't hurt anybody. Somebody tells me about it. They took a 17-inch long shit and they get a little bit of a shock humor out of it. I laugh and I'm entertained. And, and again, nobody's offended or hurt. Crazy-ass stories, right? I had another uh, individual come in, wonderful human being. She got her cat attacked her, right? And she's got her arm is all freaking bandaged up. She got like gauze all the way up her to her elbow on the one arm. Said that she was uh, shredding paper, like running a bunch of documents or whatever. She was shredding a bunch of things, so she's on her knees. And she's feeding this paper into the shredder. And the cat attacks her from behind. And scratched her and bit her and attacked her. And fucked her up, man. Like her bicep. This is like a, a small, you know, woman. Maybe in her 30s. Her bicep was bulging like mine. Like my resting muscle. No, my flexed uh, biceps brachii. Her, her arm looked like that. Her cat attacked her like something out of a fucking horror movie. I've never seen... I've seen people get, you know, scratched. Oh, it's probably my cat jumping around me. Let me tell you something. If a cat does that to me, he'll wish the hell he hadn't or she. I mean, I will fucking murder that cat. And I love all animals. I just dodged a friggin' squirrel halfway across the road uh, going down White's Road almost freaking slammed on the brakes. I, I would never want to hit an animal or hurt anything. I mean, I love, you know, but sometimes if it's you or them, motherfucking cat, you, you're telling me you want to creep on me and you, you, you know, her legs, her back, her arm was all fucked up. 
and she was, you know, like beside herself. She went to the doctor, and they're, they're like, uh, I want to talk uh, to your veterinary about veterinarian about the, the cat and what you should do. I don't know. The cat, she had a pride thing off her son, who's like uh, 13 or something. Let me tell you something. Cat. I've always said this. Cats, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. Cats are... They're beautiful creatures. They're poetry in motion, right? Saw so you ever see a video with a cat, uh, like a big cat, a panther or something like that, cheetah, stalks a crocodile that is basking in the sun on like a sandbar somewhere in, I don't know, Africa, Asia. And the thing swims across a little creek and pounces on a thing, bites it in the neck, carries it away probably still alive, just fucking smashed it, cats would do that to us, they would do you, they would kill and eat you, and play with your fucking corpse, if, if they were bigger, if the scale was switched, they would fucking dispose of us quickly, so I have never seen somebody get attacked by a cat like this, when I was a kid, I remember there was, you know, growing up in the Pine Barrens, all these little empty, uh, vacant lots where they were, like, wooded and hadn't been developed yet, obviously. So there was a bunch of little kittens, and there was always somebody with a litter of cats. You go to the shop, right, there was somebody with a, a shopping cart with a cardboard box in it with a bunch of kittens. And my parents took away, my mother picked up a few of those kittens over the years, and there was always, like, stray cats and shit like that. I guess it's everywhere. You know, these things will fucking... They'll live under a shed. Um, a few years ago, a couple years ago, there was a, a litter of cats delivered inside a toolbox inside my shed. Uh, you might remember me talking about that. So, I remember back in the day as a little boy going down the park on my bike and seeing these kittens scurrying among the leaves and underneath the, the little saplings in this lot and me trying to go at reaching and, and, and coochie coochie coo and the thing just bit me bit my pointer finger and you know meant business this fucking thing went I felt like I had a lightning bolt shoot through my spine little needle teeth you know so fuck that I'll get away from you I learned my lesson these cats are apex predators, man. They will fuck your day up. So I've never seen somebody with the damage that this woman took. And this cat is still, you know, oh, okay, and it's calmed down now. I guess the hell it is calmed down. I mean, I would have, I probably would have, after I um, ran away <laughs> from this cat attacking me, you know, my instinct probably would have been to take shelter or get it off of me or whatever. But let me tell you, after I bandaged myself up a little bit, I would have exacted revenge on that cat. I mean, I don't care what it's got going on. It didn't like the sound of the shredder. I would have put that cat through the shredder. I would have stuck its tail in the shredder. Because it's just got to be like that. You know, this is what happens. I've talked about this with... Uh, responses and, and the reptilian brain, that deep part of our, our mind, our human uh, cognition, 
you know, we've got this big wrinkly neocortex, neo meaning new, right? The cerebral cortex, that extra brain material that somehow humans acquired. Some people believe that in the stoned ape theory of evolution where we transformed from quadruped animals like gorillas or orangutans and, uh, and all of a sudden we started eating um, mushrooms and smoking weed or eating it or whatever the fuck. We found hallucinogens and we were like, holy shit. We, it, it helped us to uh, expand our minds in some way. You know, just a theory, but sounds plausible to me. Eating mushrooms, having ceremonies. Next thing you know, we're learning, we're imagining things. You have visions. I mean, you ever had a smoked weed? You ever? I never did mushrooms, but or ayahuasca. But I, I'm interested in it. I'll be honest with you. If I didn't have so much skin in the game, I would go down to South America, Peru, or something. I would do one of these sweat lodge ceremonies, where. Uh, drink these ceremonial cocktail or whatever, a bunch of leaves that are steamed and they, you know, have incantations and do all kinds of fucking crazy ceremonial shit and you drink hallucinogens. Right? You drink a ceremonial drink and it, take, it takes you to away. Some say, and I've read some scientific studies, plenty of them that talk about how, um, Hallucinogens like LSD and magic mushrooms and stuff like that—they, um, they take obviously they take you on a journey, they take you on a trip, and you want it to be a good trip. And sometimes, depending upon your setting or what your what kind of person you are, you know, what your tendencies are, it could be a bad trip. You could fucking go off the deep end, or it sounds like inappropriate smaller doses that hopefully someday will start it um, the the public will be able to access it really lights up your cerebrum it lights up your your all those all those little connections that are struggling um, you're struggling to make all of a sudden your your mind lights up and things that previously didn't seem possible uh, are possible and I don't know maybe you jump out a window or maybe you just sit under a tree, like fucking Rip Van Winkle, you pull a Rip Van Winkle, and you just fucking ponder things, and I'm already a ponderer, so, anyway, I don't know how we, so, stoned ape theory, we think about these deep parts of our brain, that, these are the parts of a brain that a cat has, like, activated, they, they are primal, man, if you're goddamn shredder is too loud or obnoxious, they will attack your ass. They will bite you, your back, your legs, your arm. They'll put you, give you a fucking, you look like a bodybuilder, your bicep, your skinny arms will be so swollen from this cat biting you. Let me tell you something. And when they grab you with their paws and they dig their teeth into you and then they kick, kick, kick with their, with their un, uh, with their paws if they haven't been declawed, which is in, not humane, but cat did that to me, I imagine, right now I can imagine, with those deep reptilian parts of my brain, the instinctual aspects of my brain, I would squeeze that cat like a fucking strong man, like a fucking Magnus for Magnuson, I would 
like like the giant or the um, not the giant <laughs> maybe like the giant I don't know um, who's the guy the um, the big fucking Swedish guy or uh, Icelandic guy not Magnus for Magnuson but the dude right now uh, he was in like uh, Game of Thrones that big guy not the giant but big like that I imagine my taking my hand like Andre the friggin' giant and crushing that cat's bones, man, and just squeezing it and punching it into the ground or the wall or by its tail. Motherfucker, the gloves are off. You know what I mean? Carl Jung talks about this thing, this concept called the shadow that I might have mentioned, and I hope I'm not too redundant, but... Yeah, it's freestyling here. So, Carl Jung's shadow, my understanding of it is that it is the other side. It is the dark side of an individual. It is the side that we don't like to show. We don't like to um, to share. But it's the... It's not necessarily an evil side. Or like an angel and devil on your shoulders. You know how Tom and Jerry, there always be the angel on one side. Tom, do not do that. Don't smash Jerry with a mallet and then you know fucking the devil would be like fucking kill Jerry smash him with that fucking mallet he wants to eat you or he you know whatever you understand what I'm talking about so young shadow it's like when you're talking to somebody and you and they're wasting your time and they're pissing you off the shadow is like you're imagining standing before this person they're telling you about a 17 inch long shit after you laugh your ass off you realize okay that's enough I I don't want to talk to you anymore get the fuck away from me you know what I mean like the blunt the the um the blunt individual that's what the shadow is in me the the, the person that would snuggle with a cat and listen to it purr on your lap and gently stroke it and care for it and feed it premium food and buy it a nice collar and bathe it and make sure that it's free of fleas and take it to the vet and just care for this creature like it is like it is a freaking Egyptian fucking revered cat or something like that I'm that guy that just loves nature and loves these these critters. I'm the guy who right now has a yellow jacket nest in his shed right next to his tools. And it is the size of a dinner plate. And I haven't sprayed um, roach killer or uh, hornet killer or fucking bee pesticide on it. I don't have the heart to do it. I don't want to hurt it. I don't want to disrupt the hive. But if I get stung, I'm going to fucking chainsaw the nest. I'm going to pull it out carefully. And I'm going to throw it in my fire pit and throw kerosene on it. And watch that paper and uh, insect bodies fly and be destroyed. You know what I mean? I think everybody's got that potential. If I sound like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy, man. I can't believe I'm listening to this. Don't don't act like you don't have this side, like you don't have a shadow, because we all do. And I think that um, 
you know, chuckling at the shadow, acknowledging it, but not acting on these impulses, uh, not letting the world change, uh, change us, not letting the world, um, refraining from allowing the world to display or to express our shadow. That is our responsibility. That is what makes us human because if we were in the animal kingdom, you know, on the Sahara somewhere or in the jungle of the Amazon, you just fucking kill and live and reproduce and that's it. You know? So, those are two stories that I wanted to share today. And I tied in the Stone Ape Theory as well, just to friggin' you know, make it interesting. I told somebody this afternoon I that I was I didn't say that I was wrong about them, but I there's someone that, that I had in my life that I wasn't sure that it was going to go well. Like, I, I was I was done. Upon meeting them, I was done. I was like, all right, no, fuck it. This is going to be a mess. This is going to be a shit show. And over the last several encounters I have, they've really grown on me. And I told them today, and I'm glad you're in my life. I really, I really enjoy your time. I think you're good people. And I'm, um, I'm happy you're in my life. Thank you, you know, for your kindness. Thank you for your friendship. And tried to send them off feeling good, you know. I had, you know, talking about the shadow again. I had someone tell me um, <laughs> you know, it was just some bullshit, you know what I mean? I get all these emails uh, from my students and from administrators and all these things. Everything everything is so important, you know what I mean? Like things that we can't figure out ourselves. I really feel for the the IT personnel and customer service and HR personnel right now because they're fielding all these complaints and you know, some of them are real and others are imagined. Just things that they could... We could all work out things on our own. You know? Like I mentioned earlier the other day, maybe about... Uh, there's this application for my teaching. It's an online thing. It's something that came with every textbook I ever bought. It's like a code for these all these hidden features that are bonus. And they also will really help reinforce learning. And I'm sure that there's some good some goodies there, but it's kind of like your phone where you've got half a dozen apps that you use every day and then 50 apps that you fucking rarely use. And some of the old computers, you know, you can look in your computer and say like, when's the last time I used this file? When's the last time I accessed this, this software? And you're like, wait a fucking second. Since I bought this computer, I haven't used this application. Well, I sense, I don't, I want to give this learning application a fair shot, but it I'm getting a lot of uh, communication about it. Hey, how do I get on it? Can I use this code? Will it work? Should I buy it? 
And the answer is, I don't know, because I'm not practiced with this application. I'm not sure that it's something that we're going to find useful. And I'm, I refuse to devote all kinds of extra time to trying to learn it, because my time is precious. And I, there's a way, methods that I can employ that I think will work just as good. You know? So I'm receiving all this communication about it from young people and people who are paying tuition and administrators and people trying to help and contracts and all this stuff. There's all this communication coming in. It's the start of the semester. I'm just thinking like, my time, man. My time. Like, what is it worth? What is it? It's so fucking precious. You know, we have... I mentioned this the other day. I got people in my life that are diagnosed with cancer. Serious shit. Life-changing, life potentially life-ending, certainly life-altering stuff. I got patients that come in, they're diagnosed with horrible afflictions that they've been they've suspected for You know, they've known something has been wrong for a month or more, and they're gathering clinical information, trying to get in with specialists, and bouncing questions off their chiropractor, who happens to know his shit about, hey, what could this be, and what about this MRI, what about this lab work, and all that shit. And I got people who, we all know people. Friend just said, "Oh, such and such killed himself. Somebody I used to work with. Somebody overdosed. Somebody, um, you know, people are really stressed out, hurting, sick. Um, meanwhile, all this crap rages on with people questioning whether or not the virus is even. Uh, this is the virus aside, man. But there's all this communication, all this hubbub about." virus not being real, and it's not that bad, and uh, kids go to school, business, you know, I talked to somebody today that sells uh, real estate in the corporate setting in New York City, and said it's starting to happen, foreclosures, turnover of space, you think about all those places that used to house You know, all those people that would jump on New Jersey Transit or SEPTA or whatever on these trains, they'd be packed and they would unload and get off, uh, get on a subway and the subway would empty out somewhere in Manhattan and they'd go through the tunnels and drive and fly and all that commerce, all those people going to these physical spaces with cubicles and with corner offices with a, with a view and with computer monitors abuzz and big rooms full of uh, servers and um, vast departments of workers and trainings going on and new hires and HR and security and all these buildings that have all this importance for products and services that we move as human beings in this world as part of our commerce things that we've built industries and people can't you know that's done how crazy is that how bizarre is it that there's buildings let's say big buildings 
Empire State Building, uh, uh, huge skyscrapers that people no longer inhabit. You know, important people used to stand on the 50th floor of these places in their little off-corner office depicted in movies where the important guys or gals and they're all meeting in a big boardroom and now they're sitting at home in their jammies wondering, like, holy shit, you know, my work world, my, my life has changed and you wonder what's coming next. So these are just some thoughts. If I jump around a little bit or if I, uh, if I sound, I don't know, I, I don't know. Someday I'll listen to all this stuff or my kids or their kids will listen to this or complete strangers will listen to my rant, rantings and ravings and I don't know. Will they wonder if I'm insane or if I'm, you know, there's really something right with me because I'm expressing myself and I'm being real. Try to. You know? Anyway, I gotta take a piss and eat a nice meal and wash the day off of me. Kiss my family, take the trash out, get some friggin' sleep. It all begins, it all continues again tomorrow. I gotta figure out what we're gonna do for Labor Day. I have some good friends from, from back on the block that. I've discussed it. Maybe we would get together over the holiday, but I'll be honest, I feel like sitting in my in my house or putting on my freaking carving gear and going out and finishing this uh, notary job. I just want to carve wood. You know? And I just want to have a nice meal. I want to take a nice walk. I want to swim in the creek. Does that make me a freak because I swim in the creek because I go down there with uh, exercise attire and me and my dog go out there and sit in, in, in a swimming hole in a creek? You know, what is everybody else doing? <laughs> Does that make me a freak to sit in the creek? Well, that's what I do. So, everybody have a good night.